Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm actually keeping very well, Connor. I'm very excited and energised to do a show with you today. <laughs> Gotta be polite, Why folks. That's- why did that sound sarcastic? Oh, because it was. I'm I'm in bits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like we've said this a few times this year, but I think that's just a state of global warming. That it is currently sure. Ireland's hottest day on record ever while we record it's this. It's so hot. We're not built for this. I can't stress that <laughs> enough. The, oh, actually, here's the thing. Did you know I once trampolined so much that my kidneys nearly stopped working? <laughs> Welcome to Movie Mondays! <laughs> Imagine if this was somebody's first show. No, get to know me, listeners. No, I trampolined a whole bunch when I was on holidays and it was so hot yeah. that I became so dehydrated that my kidneys hurt so much that I couldn't like twist or move my spine at all. Uh, and then I drank like six litres of water in one go. And that, I'm sure that sorted you out. Didn't make you sicker. Well, I'm I'm still here, I suppose. So yeah, I'm, I suppose. In a, the in the a lads way. are still going strong. The lads being my <laughs> kidneys, of course. <laughs> of course, Sean. This is movie Mondays. <laughs> I you feel have like spent you already, the week. <laughs> you can already tell that it's hot, oh, and we looping. just don't care. And so no, we, here's the thing: I care too much, Connor. Yeah, you but, care too much about not the movie news, but the heat. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be here, I'll be honest. That's, that's true. Um, but Sean, um, we're starting this week with news that last week was a bit of a, a bit of a detour for us because yes. we had to do a Black Widow review, so that meant we had a bit of a bit of a gap in our news cycle that we normally cover every week. And it meant that we missed out on a big piece of news, potentially Question mark? Uh, the Avengers 5 trailer, of course. The Avengers 5 trailer is what we're discussing now, first. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're starting this week with news of Mr. Huge Jacked Man, Sean. Oh. Um, because he had the movie world at talking last oh, week. Oh, I know because, what the story is now. Um, he was teasing, we think... His return as Wolverine to the MCU, or that's what it looked like. Yeah, it, it, it was a photo um, of him with a, a, a Marvel executive. Um, was it Kevin Feige or was it another person? 
Uh, oh, it was Kevin Feige. Oh, he posted himself and Kevin. He, he posted two photos. So he posted um, on his Instagram. Now, this is so, like, 21st century. Like, he posted on his Instagram story. <laughs> like, fuck off. But Who gives a shit? He, he put up two Instagram stories. One is that um, it was a posted artwork by Boss Logic of X-Men's, like, The Claws. The Claws. Um, of the clouds of Wolverine, as they're pronounced, and then everyone's thinking, "Okay, well, he just likes the character that he played. What can you do?" But then the next day, he posted it up, or he followed that up with a photograph, a photograph of Jackman posing alongside Marvel boss Mr. Kevin Feige. Okay, and Kevin Feige in charge of the MCU, as we well know, and he's pretty heavily in there, yeah, yeah, and Hugh Jackman. Very established in the world of comic book movies, but not connected to the MCU as of yet. No. Now, a couple of things this could mean. He could just be popping up as a cameo, you know? It could just be a, hey, it's all Another connected. fuck off. Another, another fuck off. He's called a yeah. uh, huge... They, call, they, they just call him Hugh Jackman. Like, Hugh Jack... He just appears as Hugh Jackman in, like, the X... <laughs> the, yeah, when they introduce the mutants... He just plays a regular man. And, but his powers has nothing to do with Wolverine. Like, he can, like, grow his nails or some shit. Oh, like, I was thinking it was just a, a regular human that, like... Oh, right. He, like, <laughs> like, he pops up and he's... Uh, like, they go around mutant hunting and then they tap Hugh Jackman on the shoulder and he turns around and he has, like, the cigar in his mouth and everything like that. And then... Uh, like whoever's playing Charles Xavier just goes sorry I thought you were someone else and then like that's the <laughs> you end you look so similar to a guy that I knew that have you ever so seen weird. The Prestige <laughs> The Greatest Showman have you heard of it <laughs> no, um, but, but what do you think this means really if we're I honest with ourselves I'd say look they'd be mad if they didn't talk about it because we know they're working on mutants um, it would be huge for the marketing if Wolverine is back, you know? Yeah. Um, presumably they might be doing like an old man Logan thing. And then maybe you bring in but a younger Wolverine later. Done they've done it. And they've done it so well. <laughs> and it was really good. So why but, do it again? Unless you say that all of that's canon. But okay. it can't be. Because that means that all of it's canon. And that's yeah. awful. <laughs> now, that does imply from the ending of Loki that you could do... Many different things, I suppose. Yeah, could be like a different timeline. What I will say as well, like they have worked, Kevin Feige and Hugh Jackman have worked together before. He was producer on like X2 and things like that. So, yeah, so they do know each other. Now, they could just be a chance meeting, Sean. It might not have anything to do with the MCU. Yeah, or like he could have just been in the offices and he was like, hey, there's Kevin that I worked with before. This will be an innocuous Instagram post that won't make everyone lose their shit. Now, then- what about <laughs> if this just implies that he will be appearing in Deadpool 3? Uh, that is possible. That is very possible. I but can I see think- that happening a lot more than a Wolverine, obviously, like him coming in as the X-Men Wolverine for the Marvel's like X-Men universe. What you could have in a way... Yeah, I do, I do think you're right that he won't be Marvel's Wolverine. You could have it that... Do you remember in Logan, there was this premise that the X-Men comics existed in the Fox X-Men universe? Yeah. What if you had it that, similar to that, the Fox movies existed in the MCU? Oh, and so okay. Deadpool is like, oh, I want, I'm in the MCU. I can finally hang out with Wolverine. And then he goes, and it's actually like Hugh Jackman. And he's like, no, I just play Wolverine. I'm just an actor. Like, that would be like a head nod to Deadpool and all that kind of shit. I am, I mean, yeah, I suppose they could. Like, really, it's the thing of, you want Jackman in because he's such a big name. And they like the idea that Jackman comes in. But in reality, if you're going to do another x-men universe from scratch i think you need to cast another wolverine um and even mm. if you do old man logan that movie already exists and is absolutely excellent like it's already there so why why do something again i don't think kevin feige will do it again unless he can do it better and i don't think you can do it better so no. i think I he'll do- find somebody else and i think this could just be very similar to like in Deadpool 3 at the end 
it would probably be like an after credits cameo where like Deadpool just meets them randomly and they talk shit for like a minute and everyone freaks out. Yeah, or like they could have just been like I I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him in as like a Wolverine consultant for their new guy. Like you know, they're just like here's someone Alden who's in Alden Uh like here's someone who has <laughs> the, who like lived Wolverine for twenty years. Let's bring him in with the new guy and just like give him some pointers or something like that. Like he's just like he might just be giving a shitload of money to the production. <laughs> maybe like I think he's probably involved somewhere along the line and I think Kevin Feige would want him to be involved um, in some capacity even as an advisor but yeah I I don't think this has um, the writing of Wolverine like another Wolverine Origins (laughs) I don't think they're they're involving Hugh Jackman in that I don't think he wants to do that because I mean the workout shit that he has to do for that is like so superhuman um, yeah, I think he's done with all of that. And I think he was quite happy to leave Wolverine where he did, which is yeah. dead in a grave. <laughs> Always the best way to go out. <laughs> go <Going> to <laughs> <high. laughs> um, So, yeah, so Wolverine could be coming back. Is Hugh Jackman in the MCU? We don't really know. But what we do know is it's slightly being teased, which would also apply to me that the PR people at Disney or Marvel are like, let's start ramping this up because you're going to be in the Deadpool 3 trailer. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just, look, we'll wait until, like, Hugh Jackman is giving an interview and he just spills the beans because yeah, he's, he's Hugh Jackman like and he that. can do that. Yeah, he'll just be like, yeah, I'm in it. It's fine. People will still see it even if I say that. That It doesn't change What's anything. Kevin Feige going to do? I'm Hugh Jackman. I was It'd in be like Nebis. Alfred Molina spoiling things. <laughs> <laughs> damn it Melina <laughs> you're so damn talented <laughs> but I hate you um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news Sean and um, the heat's already getting to me by the way it is oh yeah it's I'm bad. sweating like, sweating I am, la- look not to be too graphic but I am dripping lads yeah um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news and this involves your favourite director of mine Mr. Zachary Snyder, Sean. Oh, it um, could have gone anywhere there. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Zack Snyder, he's been involved in lots of stuff recently. Um, he was recently involved in the DC universe somewhere along the Army line. Army of I, the Dead, correct. Army of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, that man who made steel. 300. His whole filmography. Um, Watchmen, of course. Watchmen. He's been involved in a lot of stuff. But here's the thing. He has his next movie already lined up, Sean. Oh, my God. You're not going to... Well, I was going to say you're not going to like this. But it's going to be based on his scrapped Star Wars pitch for a film. Boom! Zack's back. And he's doing a Star Wars-style film. Zack's going to space. Zack Snyder's (laughs) space opera. Uh, (laughs) I don't hate that, to be fair. Like... I if I just don't like the way Zack Snyder makes Batman, but and most and a lot of his other things. But like, he's like Dawn of the Dead is is good. Like Army yeah. of the Dead, by all accounts, is good. I've still not seen it. And then uh, Watchmen has its moments. I would mm-hmm. say, Hallelujah. And <laughs> <laughs> but there are some good moments. But it also has some Hallelujah. I thought it's a lot of hallelujah. It's a weird, it's an odd choice. Weird. Yeah. Just, uh, look, it's, it's no, uh, but oh, but now he can do the exact same scene, but set to Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> no, he still plays hallelujah. So <laughs> that's hallelujah in its face. It's, and it's they're still in a blimp. Somehow. This, this, I feel like this, like similar to how when Tarantino was apparently doing a Star Trek movie. I'm like, yes. that's something different. Let's have a look at that. Um, yeah, I I think we... Um, a lot of people thought that we don't like Zack Snyder in general. Um, I think you can like Zack Snyder's films, but not like his take on Superman and Batman. And it personally, for me, I don't think the DCEU should have like put their flag on him as the guy. Yeah. But 
I mean, to some people, maybe he is the guy. But uh, personally, for me, not so much. Obviously, 300 is an amazing film. Dawn of the Dead is great. Man of Steel has his moments as well. Um, but I think with his next film, he's going to be like... I think he's probably one of the most famous directors nowadays. Especially with all of the Restore Snyderverse. Yeah, has nothing like, but helped him. Name one other director that's ever had that behind them going into their next project. So, would you like to know the report of the movie Rebel Moon, Sean? Oh, I would love to know the report. So, the brief logline for the movie is as follows. The story is set in motion when a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy is threatened by the armies of a tyrannical regent named Balasaurus. Um, desperate people dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to uh-huh. seek out warriors from neighbouring planets to help them make a stand. Right, okay, so it's like the outer rim kind of settlers fighting for their lives. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, it's like a weird sci-fi thing where they go find champions of different worlds to defend the universe. Some kind of Highlander scenario. Ooh, some kind of Predators scenario? Some kind of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah, actually, Mortal Kombat, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty much identically to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I mean, this idea, do you think that um, he? it was originally a Star Wars idea? And of, I'm assuming it was, it was turned down. It was probably the... Um, the, the newest versions and he probably yeah. pitched this and they said they didn't want to do this because they said Zach this is a story we don't need a story we're making it up as we go leave we're flying by the seat of our pants here but it could have also been rejected that maybe they knew they were going to like the outer rim kind of deal with Palpatine on Exegol I think so maybe there's some element of that that you just want to know that's our place you can't go there but that sounds like an interesting space story to tell. Like... Yeah. Like, aside from all the fucking wizards and, like, destiny and all that. Just like, no, there's a planet being attacked. Let's get a ragtag team together. He loves a ragtag team, Zack Snyder. So, 300. The, the, you know, the, they were a ragtag team of about 300 people. <laughs> Uh, of, about, of about 200 and change <laughs> 200 and change yeah you know Leonidas he had his whole Thermopylae it was a whole thing uh, but then uh, Army of the Dead you know yes. ragtag team putting together a crew uh, and then others Dawn of the Dead probably zombies they're rags uh, they wear rags <laughs> stop saying rags <laughs> Rags? No, I can't. Can't stop saying rags. Lose me rags. Um, look, I I think that this could be a really interesting way for him to go because think of the cinematography alone in like space in a weird way. Like he could do some pretty cool shots. How's the um, slow mo going to work in zero gravity? Um, I mean zero gravity already slow. So what's slower than being slow? Ice cold. All <laughs> Ice right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, oh I'd, I'd fucking love some ice right now. That'd be class. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Zack Snyder is going to go down the sci-fi route. I mean, all the all fair play, like, fair play to him. Let's see what happens. Like, yeah, who cares? I, I have a request, actually. Uh, get uh, Denny Villeneuve. Get him out of here. Give me Zack Snyder's June right now. Oh. <laughs> and so are we thinking, like, would it be better or worse? Because, I mean... Villeneuve's it would pretty good. be different. <laughs> it would happen. It would be filmed. They'd make one. People might not like it. And then there'd be a massive campaign to make the second one. <laughs> Forever. Every time he does like a shit film from now on, he's like, just wait. You know, so They're I, coming. I'm going to flip this switch and with a tweet that says my version is better. And then <laughs> it's all over for you, Warner Brothers. He's taken down Warner Brothers one movie at a time. One is, remake. Is he done with Warner Brothers now? Because Star Wars is it, a Disney thing, so... Yeah, but this isn't Star Wars. It's just like a Star True. Wars pitch that was... I think it got turned away when Disney bought it in like 2012. So I think this was he's had this script for quite a while. Fair enough, fair enough. But he was too yeah. busy working on Batman versus Superman. Yeah, crafting exactly. D- immaculate dialogue for the final battle 
trying to work out that script, trying to get everything perfect. So, shall we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this involves a movie that we didn't feel like we cared about, oh. that has since added nothing but gold along the way, and that is one Indiana Jones 5. Now, we know yeah. the problems that it's had, whereas India, um, I was going to say Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford has, you know, injured himself, he can barely move anymore. I think every one of his big movies is set out to kill him slowly. Yes, and if not that, he just like he'll crash his plane on a runway for no reason. <laughs> but what the one thing that Indiana Jones has had is that its cast and crew has been so good that we are in a weird position that we didn't want Indiana Jones five. But you include James Mangold, director of Logan, who we talked yeah. about already. Then you've got Harrison. He's there. Oh, let's add Phoebe Waller-Bridge. A bit of Mads Mikkelsen. Just let's pit, throw a few of these guys in. John Williams is back. Steven Spielberg producing. Sure, what could go wrong? But now we have one more addition to the cast. In a oh. sort of Knives Out situation. Shia? Is it Shia? Antonio Banderas has joined oh. Indiana Jones 5 as well. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> How do we connect this to the Spy Kids universe is my question. <laughs> or Puss in Boots. Or How Puss do we boots. connect it to Puss in Boots? There has to be a way. Maybe both of their mothers are called Martha. Uh, That's good. That's good. It, that's a that's a good cast. Like for any other movie, I would say that would be an unreal cast. Is Banderas coming back in a big way in terms of Hollywood? Um, I mean, last year he got an Oscar nomination for um, Pain and Glory. I think it yeah. was. So it's just like I the mean, Banderas ones. <clears throat> uh, I see, I don't think so. I think he needs like a true detective on top. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. What he if needs, he's like, in a <laughs> I just assume everyone's in Knives Out. Is, is he not in Knives Out? He could be. He's he's working on the crew for Knives Out. I I also think um, he's in um, Un- Uncharted. He's in Uncharted with Tom Holland as well. Yeah, he's he's in, in that film. So maybe it is a bit of a Bandera. What you say, Bandera? A Bandera sounds. <laughs> I'll be honest. I had no information about his career, uh, but I just wanted to say Bandera sounds. Okay, that makes sense. We have, like, James Mangold directing, and we have all of these cast mates in here. Sean, I'm going to ask you again, with every piece of news we get about this film, is this film going to be good? (laughs) I don't... I don't know anymore. If you had asked me six months ago, I would have said it would have been a train wreck, but it sounds like... The more I think about it, the more I think Indiana Jones isn't going to be the main character. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like it it gets to the point where, obviously, Harrison Ford... I mean, what did he turn? 79 the other day? Like, 106? I don't know. Fair play to him. He doesn't want to do every scene. So let's pack it out with a very good cast that we can kind of bounce things off of and balance it better that he doesn't have to be there every day on set. Yeah, and then you also have scope to, like, you know, expand into other stories. Because they're never going to let Indiana Jones as a franchise die. So you get these established, excellent actors. And you have them be, like, the supporting roles who can then go on their own adventures. And they'll and they'll be called, like, uh, Montana Fitz or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> that was quick. I'll try my best. I, I've always got an Indiana Jones uh, knockoff in my back pocket, just in case. Oh, oh, Ohio Johnson. Ohio <laughs> Johnson. I love it. I love it. Uh, Arkansas uh, Taylor. Arkansas Taylor. <laughs> um, oh, uh, New Mexico Franklin. <laughs> Albuquerque O'Neill. <laughs> We can do this all day, Connor. <laughs> California Lawler. <laughs> California uh, Lawler sounds like a wrestler. Like it does. He comes out with sunglasses and a Hawaii shirt, and he and he's just like chill. He, yeah. He, oh, he has like the the inflatable ring around him. 
like on oh, the entrance. Yeah. And, yeah. and his signature move is that he pulls in a diving board from nowhere. And oh, then, and then his his finisher involves a coconut, <laughs> of course. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> he strangles them with the, the luau. Is that what it's called? A lay. The, the, sorry. The lay. <laughs> yeah. Just strangles them. I, I just, they're knocked out, lad. I'm done. I'm Hawaii all the way. And then, then he, just hula's he, out. He hula's out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the coconut bra on and the grass skirt. <laughs> no, I think that's the guy from um, 51st Dates that we're describing. I've not seen 51st Dates. What? How have you not seen Fifty First Dates? I did, I legitimately judged it by its cover, and I thought it was uninteresting. Um, I mean, it's a good family rub, is what I'll is say. Is it though? Is it? Though? Yeah. Maybe I have seen it and I've forgotten it. Isn't that the premise of Fifty First Dates? No, that's not the premise of Fifty. You've got Barrymore. I mean, you've got Sadler, and this is like two thousand and three Sadler. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's just off a of Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy and... Uh, oh, yeah, he's flying high. Like Billy Madison. Billy, Sandler and O'Tree, he's, he's Brad Pitt. You could like, do no better. <laughs> he's Al Pacino in O'Tree. <laughs> he's O'Tree's Al Pacino, of course. <laughs> That's what they said about him in the Oscars. Like, he was so unlucky to miss out that year. So right, unlucky. He's a real uncut gem. <laughs> so Sean Indiana Jones 5 you've got Mangold you've got now Banderas Phoebe Waller-Bridge Mads Mikkelsen you've got Harrison Ford what are, are we saying a yay or nay to him fighting aliens and now improving on that they have to like, they have to reconcile with the fact first of all that aliens exist after that they will probably be looking for some kind of artifact mm. uh, and there'll be a humorous scene where Harrison Ford refuses to dig he refuses to dig a hole because he's 112 in this franchise. <laughs> and I think it'll probably be Phoebe Waller-Bridge on the other end of that. She's like rolling her eyes like, oh man, why do oh. I got to dig this hole? Oh, why are we? Oh no, the the abandoned landmine field. <laughs> oh no. The abandoned landmine. Better put all our landmines in that field, but spread them out, just in nope. case. Forget about them. No, don't give it any kind of repeating pattern. We don't want them figuring it out. But they're abandoned, boss. Shut the fuck up. And we, and we abandoned them for a reason. Here, You're never going to make it here with that kind of attitude. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this involves a movie that has had three films that the last one came out, I think... 15, maybe 17 years ago, we have The Matrix 4, Sean. Um, News this week, we have had a bit of a plot leak, we think. Interesting. Or is this just what The Matrix wants us to think? (sighs) That's a good point. Are we in The Matrix now? Who knows? If Well, someone needs to turn on a fan because we're overheating, I believe. That that could that joke could have been so much better, but I I'm actually in bed. Nobody can see it, but I seen your eyes die halfway yeah. through the sentence. I, I, I was I I was halfway through the sentence, so I had to finish it. But I knew it was going to be shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, the plot has been so we think has been leaked for Matrix Four because we were kind of of the opinion, Sean. Matrix Three, it was pretty substantial in how it left it. I would say. Pretty um, definitive end to a trilogy. Yeah. And if could you just remind everyone what happened at the end of the last one? Oh, right. Okay, so Neo fights a bunch of Agent Smiths. Hmm. Who, but then he realises that the reason Agent Smith is around is because he's a virus. But Neo's body is in Machine City. So what Neo does is that he lets Agent Smith assimilate him, thereby making Agent Smith be in Machine City so the machines can erase him. They then... Reboot the Matrix uh, for the seventh time, I think. <laughs> Seven times a charm. Everyone knows yeah. that. In order, and then they get rid of Aiden Smith, and it's a brand new world, and everyone can go about their day. And then yeah. uh, Neo is. There's always a one in the Matrix, and then Neo is now a sunset or something. And then <laughs> the Oracle is like, it's all grand in the end. And then, then it ends. And I had, I had questions, but then I gave up on them because around two thousand and seven. Yeah, and there's a like what a primary character is called the Merovingian, and it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. The whole that's thing pretty, is ridiculous. That's a pretty good name. 
I think you just throw a load of letters into Google Chrome and just see what happens. It's no fucking uh, Dakota fanning. Johnson. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, Dakota Johnson's an actual human. It's an actual human. That, 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 oh, I failed. I failed it's you Dakota all. Johnson, Indiana Jones, but nobody's told her. That, that would be a, a twist in the Matrix. <laughs> Um, so what we're talking um, with The Matrix 4 is that according to sources, The Matrix 4 will reportedly pick up some 60 years after the events of the of Matrix Revolutions, um, with the simulated world now rebooted. And there have been significant changes from the world we last left. Not all are still alive, and the world has a divergent feel from the one Neo first entered all those years ago, which is all random talk for, it's a sequel. <laughs> it's also a random talk for, oh, it's no longer said that the peak of society was in the early 90s. Uh, that I, I imagine it's going to be like modern technology now. Uh, yeah. Also, I, I forgot to say, the whole war with the humans and the machines was just resolved in the real world. Yeah, it says um, the remaining humans no longer live in fear of machines, and some even work with the humans. Uh, the rumour also provides some insight into the absence of former leader Morpheus, who has now passed away, and um, Jada Pinkett Smith's character has now taken his place, with the actress due to be aged up for the movie. Right, okay. Yeah, pretty good reason why... Yeah, I suppose if it's 60 years later... 60 years in Matrix time or real time? Um, it doesn't say. I think it's Matrix. Um, I no. realise I'm asking a lot of you for the leak, by the way. <laughs> I didn't write the script, I will say. What but happens at the end, Connor? <laughs> 60 years and I don't know. 60 years and one of them. Which one is better for plot? Uh, neither, I would say. Okay. Now, this might surprise you, Sean, but the peace between the humans and the machines is tenuous, with events leading to the return of Neo. That is a shock, because I didn't know he was in this film. I didn't know Keanu Reeves was coming back. It's not been heavily publicised at all. Mm. Uh, Marvel could learn a thing or two from these Matrix people. So... I have one final piece, and that is that um, it's unknown how or if he will be back in his real-life form. Um, Neo will be working to free a version of Trinity from the existing Matrix, as Trinity has now changed her name to Tiffany and lives a very normal life with her husband and kids within the Matrix. Right. Interesting. So she... Okay, so... She's, like, blue-pilled at that point. Like, she fully buys into the Matrix. Yes. Right. But then she doesn't have a body to go back to, surely, in the real world. But neither does Neo, I guess. Yeah, so... so, I mean, his body got carried away in, like, a Jesus ceremony by the machines. (laughs) That's pretty good. I didn't understand that messaging. That, That imagery was a bit lost on me, so... I really wanted to listen to the commentary, the DVD commentary, just to kind of pick out what they were going for. You know, you didn't get the whole like solitary savior. Uh, no, la- what lot was that? of trinities being talked of. Uh, no, what? Oh, oh! I thought it was about the the revolution of like, the new age, like industrial revolution. Oh, like was how wheels nice? spin and revolve. No, no, no! You've gotten confused. Connor. Oh fuck! I'm I'm mixing that up with Pirates of the Caribbean too. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you'd be forgiven. You'd be forgiven, Connor. Uh, b- both of them take place in Bethlehem, of course. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think of this idea that this would be the way that they'd go do this plot? Because me and you were kind of talking for the last few months of why is this movie being made and also what direction are they going with? So if this is true, now we don't know if it is, how would you feel about this being the plot of the film? Ah, uh, it's as good a plot as any, I would say. Um, I'm fully expecting Keanu Reeves to just be like, sorry, Neo, uh, to just be like someone that exists in the Matrix. I don't know if he'll have a real world like equivalent. I think it might be that, um, like Jada Pinkett Smith's character needs help because of the uneasy alliance and decides to go into the Matrix and look for Neo. 
and Neo doesn't fight for the humans until he sees Trinity. And then maybe there's some way that they could live a normal life together or something like that. And I, I would say I would suppose Carrie Ann Moss would be the main character then, where he's kind of like so. Morpheus. Yes, that like she's the one waking up to it at that point, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But like, does it have the same effect seeing that happen again? Yeah. I think really the main question everybody was asking about this film is that does it warrant its existence? Yeah, should it <laughs> be? Well, do any of us? The, do any of us is the main question. That's a big Matrix question. But, I, I mean, if you're going to come back with a film from 2003 to 2022 or 2023 or whatever this movie's coming out, like, is there a point? Like, is there a reason why you're doing it? Is there an idea that you've come up with and thought... This has to be made because it adds to the lore of what we've already done. Or are you just cashing in on the fact that you've done Matrix three times 18 years ago and you're like, fuck it, this is going to be a cash cow. See, the reason I think it's the, it's the, 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 that they have more stories to tell is because it is the same, like, the same writers and the same directors working on it. Like, it's not just like the studio said, hey, we own the rights to the Matrix. Let's crank out another one. Like, I feel like they might have been ruminating on this in the last 20 years and be like, oh, here's where that story would end up. And yeah, and I think um, uh, Keanu has also said that the movie is like a love story. But I, so that could go along with the line that like Neo and Trinity are like at the story center, but they've swapped roles. Well, not swapped, but like he's moved on to the Morpheus role and she's the main character, but it devolves into a love story between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, it's, I suppose I just don't know where the conflict is. Like, it's all very well to say there's like a, oh, the, the, the alliance might not be so easy, but like, it needs to make sense as to why that breaks down after 60 years and the machines generally being peaceful for that time. It says Neil Patrick Harris is also in it as um, playing a, a role called The Analyst. Um, oh. And so I'm assuming he'll just be exposition a lot. <laughs> just, I yeah. mean, just he's uh, his character is said to have helped in creating the peace between machines and humans. Right. Okay. So he's probably like a he's like he's like neutral ground, pretty much. He's like I'm I'm working for both sides. Well, uh, can I, we take bets on how far into the movie he turns evil? No, he he was behind the whole thing all along. Uh, I would I give mean, it. <laughs> End of the second act, I would say. <laughs> well, I'd say end the first. I'm thinking end the first act. He does something sus, and uh, you're kind I of like, hmm. oh, look, I think end end the first. Yeah, it does something sus, but end the second act. That's when it's revealed. That's when our characters are like, oh no, we've been misled. <laughs> are we describing every movie? I there, there is a definitive structure, really, isn't there? <laughs> I, I don't think you cast Neil Patrick Harris and then like have him just be another person. I think he could be shit eating grin bad guy all day. Or Nightwing. He could also be Nightwing. <laughs> Can you see Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing? Doesn't he voice Nightwing? Uh, he does in the anime. I meant like real life. <laughs> I could see him. I think he could do Nightwing. He certainly sounds well. like him. If Nightwing wanted to dance and sing. I think he's got the moves. Yeah. Nightwing would dance and sing. Nightwing's a gymnast and shit. He would. And you know, Patrick Harris, he's, he's flexible. I get. I bet he is with all that tap dancing he's doing. I, might, I think he might actually be Nightwing. I think he might exact vigilante justice upon the streets of LA. <laughs> LA Townsend. That'd be a cool name. LA Townsend. L.A. Harris? La Harris. La Harris. No, La I Harris. think that you're getting into Flo Rida situation. <laughs> Look, there are worse places to be. Look, um, so Sean, we're moving on from Matrix 4 to a movie that I only came to realise is being made this week. But I very quickly had to do so much research because it, like, you know... Every so often, every few years, like Knives Out, where we just get a film that just has a really, like, mad all-star ensemble cast. Yes. That, like, you're thinking, 
what the fuck? But it's not for like, it's not for a sequel or it's not for something that already exists. This is its brand new own thing. And it just has this cast that it's slowly built up over time. And then yeah, people just sign on to it. Yeah, once you hear everyone announced, you're like, shit, that better be good. Well, Sean, let's start off. Because Matthew Vaughn's next movie will be an all-star spy movie called Argyle. And so we've got Matthew Vaughn. And Mm -hmm. he's pretty famous because he did Kingsman, of course. And he was pretty good in that. And Kingsman 2. And Kingsman 2, not so good, but look, we can't have everything, but Kingsman 1 is excellent. Um, now, Argyle is based on Ellie Conway's debut novel of the same name. Of course. And the novel hasn't even been published yet, but oh. the script is being written by Wonder Woman writer Jason Fuchs, and it follows the world's greatest spy, Argyle, as he is caught up in a globe-trotting adventure. Um, so they're also hoping it will be the first in at least a trilogy of films. Bold to announce that straight away, I think. True, but hang on, because so you've got the writer of Wonder Woman, Jason Fuchs. You've got Matthew Vaughn directing. Um, yeah. That's not a bad one too so far. So what have I said to you? The all-star cast includes Smackbag number one. You tell me how you feel about each one. Okay. Henry Cavill. Oh, big fan! Oh, I'm already in. <laughs> Matthew Vaughn, Henry Cavill. How are you feeling? I, I, I really like Henry Cavill. <laughs> he, he's so handsome he's and so, so handsome. good. The man has so... Oh, he's got range. He can do... Oh, he can do it all. Oh, The Witcher, two, the Witcher season two is coming. Oh, he likes Warhammer. Oh, it's... Oh, I love, I love Henry Cavill so much. So, okay... I'll just I say want the cast to be his again. friend. Ma- Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Why yeah. don't we add a li- just just a dash of Sam Rockwell? We're just oh. going to put a little bit of Sam Rockwell in. Fucking hell, Sam Rockwell. He's so good. All-star spy movie, Matthew Vaughn. It's a spy movie, remember, directed by Matthew Vaughn, who is very talented at that area. So we've yes. got Henry Cavill. We've got Sam Rockwell. Surely we- there's no one else. Who could we get? Who could we get? Um, does anyone have Bryce Dallas Howard's number? Bryce, we'll get Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas yeah, Howard. sure, why not? Lads. Lads. <laughs> Lads. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, you say? Wait. The very same so, Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard. <laughs> so how how we feel about the cast right now? Pretty Pretty good, I would say. Strong uh, enough. Oh, you could stop there, Connor. I don't think I can take much more, personally. Um, well, well, I'm thinking... Sorry, we Matthew need- Vaughn did Stardust. That's an unreal did- movie. Oh, man, Matthew Vaughn is so good. Like, completely... Oh. I don't know, I was going to say underrated, but I think he's very heavily rated. But I think, he's I think his, name, his name should be known more, because I think he's amazing. Yes, yes. And sorry, I, I interrupted you. So we're following up Bryce Dallas Howard with... Yeah, we need a bit of muscle. We need some muscle and somebody who's pretty big these days, Mr. John Cena, will be added into the cast in a Can sort of, I suppose, Batista role. Yeah, a man to make Henry Cavill look small. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I wonder how Henry Cavill feels about that. Oh shit. Oh, I'm not the big I'm not the big guy. I'm just a <laughs> handsome leading man. This won't do at all, Matthew. <laughs> Um, so okay we've got John Cena but I'm thinking we need a bit of old classic Hollywood a bit of a legend of the series and that is I'm thinking we had a bit of Samuel L. Jackson in just just to add to it the very same Samuel L. Jackson as so Matthew Vaughn all star we've got a Matthew Vaughn spy movie Henry Cavill Sam Rockwell Bryce Dallas Howard John Cena Samuel L. Jackson and coming at the rear Mr. Brian Cranston he is also in this film I'm sorry I'm sorry. I. How have we not heard about this? Until that's a, it blew my mind. I was like, that's, I was like, Argyle, that's a weird movie. Let's just check who's in this. Oh, Henry Cavill, fucking hell. Sam, okay, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, Brian Cranston. Oh, Samuel oh. L. Jackson, John Cena. Oh. These are, these are all stars. They're all and stars, ta- Connor. Also, uh, Dua Lipa will be acting in the movie, but also she will be creating original music for the title track and score. It's like a better James Bond. 
they're doing James Bond but I'm interested I, in it I think they're doing James Bond but like all star James are they, Bond yeah are they just making a play and be like no we're the spy franchise now maybe Matthew Vaughn is thinking Henry Cavill should have been James Bond so I'm just gonna do him as James Bond yeah, like he, that man was absolutely in talks to be James Bond like definitely if he's not they are I mean they're wasting they're their time because he's yeah, the best yeah. human he's like he's like the peak human basically is what yeah. I'm saying <laughs> Then you have everyone else on that cast. Yeah, and so, I mean, when when the fact that Brian Cranston was, like, the sixth name I shouted out. Yeah. Like, because you've got Samuel L. Jackson, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell. How many Oscar nominations? Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, I wonder how many Emmys are between them. Or Golden Globes. Probably heaps. Like, <laughs> you could probably melt down all of the gold. Like, in the trophies that all of those people have won, and it would weigh more than the cast, I would weigh. Brian Cranston has won no trophies. What, what has he ever done? Nothing. Uh, little show called Malcolm in the Middle, Connor. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, you know what? I love Malcolm in the Middle, so yes. It's really good. It's a really, really good show. The, um, yeah. Do you know Sam Rockwell's 52? Is he? He wears Jeez, it well, He's looking he? well. Well, for fifty, I'm just thinking of him in Iron Man too, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I look. What? What? How are we feeling about? What is your excitement level for a spy movie directed by Matthew Vaughn with this cast? Uh, higher than Indiana Jones by quite a stretch. I would say. I, I would say so. I mean, it is set for theatrical release next year, which is mad. We've never <gasps> even heard of this. I can't wait. I'm genuinely excited for this film, and I've not been genuinely excited for a film in ages. Like, it's a fast-paced spy movie. Uh, now, it is um, coming to Netflix, which is interesting. So, Class, I have um, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's an app I've heard of. So, yeah, they're doing this movie for Netflix, and it's coming out with this cast. I mean... Think of the Graham Norton couch is all oh, I can say. It's going to be so so good. It's mad that the, like that cast is doing a Netflix movie as well. Like that's that's a good a good get for Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just keep that in mind. That movie is coming out next year. If I could talk, I want to talk about that movie every week. So I'll see if I can find more news next week because Please do. I'm fascinated do. about how that cast has snuck up on us. <laughs> Even just when the book is published, let's just read it together. Yeah, let's have a book club. Book club, I don't book I'm not club. In this heat. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> read it to me. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is new Star Trek movie is happening, Sean. There's been lots of talk because, right. of course, you mentioned it, Tarantino. He was involved and then he wasn't involved. But the new Star Trek movie is moving forward with the One Division director, Matt Shackman, set to direct the film. Now, this will this will also have Chris Pine and his crew returning. Right. So it's a continuation then of the same yes. movies that we've had already. It's been a long time since the last one of those, hasn't it? It was 2016 was the yeah. last one. And the last one, I mean, was fun, I suppose. Yeah. But it's a long time. It is a long time. But I also think that, like... I think I've said this before on the show, that those movies can just exist and you can just tell space stories. Like, it doesn't have to be... I get that, like, Star Trek is Star Trek. But that's why there's a Star Trek TV show to do, like, the the big in-depth character studies and the nature of man and all that. But a movie can just be a space adventure at times, and I think that's fine. Yeah. But it's done by and, the and One Division director, so I don't know what to the, expect. So, and of course, One Division this week was nominated for, like, all of the Emmys. Like, yeah. it just gave them all the nominations. So he's kind of coming off that big success, like, okay. And then they timed this perfectly to be like, see that guy who's got, like, best director that Emmy nominated? Yeah, he's now the director of the next Star Trek film. Um, yeah. Now, and- it, it, do you think going from TV, well, TV, like, you know, episodic to film... Like, would that be a, 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 a an interesting change, do you think? Um, now, he's also been involved in... All, it's always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia, which is very TV. But he's also been involved with Fargo and Game of Thrones, which I think would be, like, movie-level productions anyway. So 
I don't Fair. think that'd be an issue whatsoever. Also, I think one he did that. Like, one division had a budget of like two hundred million, so that's what can also you do? true. Yeah, it's essentially a movie. Yeah, I think he did the hard home episode of Game of Thrones. I was thinking his name looked familiar, and yeah. so like, yeah, so like he did. If he did hard home, like he doesn't nothing that that could happen there would phase him in that regard. Yes, yeah, like he's he's well able to do big scale. I would say. And also having getting Pine back with the rest of that crew. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if there's that much of a of a desire <laughs> to get that crew back, but that's not a a knock on that crew because I think that crew is very likable and mm. of course Chris Pine is very charismatic man in the lead. Um it's just a case of it has been a few years. Is the interest still there? Because I think it was pretty big after like O Nine and the first one, and it made it cool again. But yeah, it was like sec- a resurgence. Yeah, and then the second one was a bit iffy because you know because <laughs> Benedict was there, uh, but the third one was fun. So I'm I'm interested why they took this long because I think there was a lot of fights about reboots and if it's a sequel or a reboot or if Tarantino's going to do it. And now I think eventually they've just settled on doing another one. Yeah, I think they just had to come to terms with the fact that maybe they're not all billion-dollar movies. But, like, a $700 million movie is still very, very good. Yes, like, and Star Trek is such a big name. So I think you're guaranteed at least $500 million. Yeah, like, your marketing is done for you since the 60s, basically. Yeah, and so um, the number of Emmys, by the way, came to 23 Emmy nominations. 23? (laughs) For One Division. 23. Sounds like it should be a a record. Like, it made history. (laughs) It's pretty... That's that's a lot of nominations for one film. Or for one series. They'll probably win, like, one. Yeah, but it's just nice to be nominated. There are also um, new seasons of Star Trek Discovery and Picard are actually on Paramount Plus as well. They're meant to be real good, those shows. Yeah, and so, like, Star Trek is having its own little, like, resurgence on Paramount+, Plus, and so if they can bring that back across... Like, if they can get that old night hype back for this one, I think that'd be yeah. pretty great. Like, go in a different direction. And like you said, there are there are Star Trek fans. There will always be Star Trek fans. So, like, you have that built in. So, make a movie that the fans will like, maybe. That seems like a bold strategy. Uh, but... Well, look what if about, my name ain't Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out well for Star Wars. They always <laughs> nail it for what the people want. Absolutely spot on in terms of fan <laughs> acknowledgement. Um, so, Sean, we are finishing off this week with news of Mr. Tom Hiddleston. Now, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's been in a series recently called Low Key. It's been a bit um, under the radar. Uh, Very good joke. It's, it's, a, d- it's a dumb, dumb joke there, just to finish <laughs> no, no, the day. Right, no, no, uh, no. Experience it, Connor. Experience what it feels like. <laughs> it's too hot. Leave me be. It's so um, So Tom Hiddleston is... <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is set to return as Loki in not only Loki season two, but... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness shot. So, here's what we're going to do. Do you want to do spoilers here for Loki? Yes, I think that will be easier. I also think you are fully intending to do spoilers. So if I said no, it would have been awkward. I'm willing to talk around it. I'm willing to not talk about anything that happens. I just guess maybe he's talking about what happened in Tor. <laughs> Different Lokis. <laughs> uh, no, maybe no. it's... This Loki seems a bit dead to me. Spoilers for Loki, okay? Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay. So, Isn't that fucking mad? <laughs> oh, I can't believe... I can't believe Loki killed Morbius. That was a he's huge gonna, thing. He's going to have to walk in. Doctor Strange is going to just look at him and just be like, I left you for five minutes and now look what you did. Beaten to death with his own jet ski. My God. <laughs> and he's just like, it wasn't me. It was like, well, it was me, but it wasn't me. You know it's what I mean? Who did say. this? Yeah. So, yeah. So Loki is, it looks to be in another timeline or universe of the TVA where no one remembers him. But 
presumably Doctor Strange finds him? Yeah, I, I mean, it could be an idea that Doctor Strange... I think from the Loki series, and we're probably... Um, I mean, this will definitely come up in our Patreon review, but it, the case is that this will just be a clean-up job. Like, Doctor Strange has now 150 million different uh, timelines, and... He yeah. might come across Loki and Loki. It'll, what happened will he'll come across Loki and he'll, Loki will be like, "Look, I know what happened. You're not going to believe me, but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I promise." Oh, the god of mischief! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> the one that this I'm telling the truth. I swear, but I realize I've put you in a bit of a muddle. Yeah, like multiverse of madness seems to be patching up. All of the shit that went down at the end of Loki and possibly WandaVision. Uh, and possibly ter- Spider-Man No Way Home. And possibly Falcon and Winter... No, no, not that one. <laughs> no, uh, not that far. But yeah, yeah, like patching up all the... Mo- See, I think Far From Home is reacting still to Loki and things like that. I think that's the reason... Because I think Doctor Strange is showing up in Far From Home. And I think that's going to be to like expose it, and then he goes off and solves it in his own movie. And I think the solving will happen with Loki. Like Loki will turn up and be like, "I know what happened." Like because obviously Doctor Strange is on the back foot because he's just going to see all this shit happening, and he's like, "What is going on?" Like he's putting yeah. out fires, so he needs he would need that scene with Loki where Loki just sits him down and just tells him what happened, be- especially because, and I mean. Disney Plus is big, but you need to explain that why it's happening <laughs> to people. Yeah, because people are not going to get that who are just coming in off the street to see a movie. The, yeah, and so... W- the, go on. the thing about it as well, uh, Doctor Strange also doesn't have the time stone anymore. No, that's interesting. It was put back by Steve Rogers, back to where they got it from. From the ancient one, in the past... In the Battle of New York. They put it right back where they got. So Doctor Strange no longer has any control over the flow of time. But will the time travel is fucked though? Because they put it back, but then did the future still happen the same way that he got it? But the future one was then... Because they were living in the timeline that Thanos destroyed all the gems, reduced them to atoms. That's their Infinity Stone. Right, okay. So, then is he going to just be a lot less powerful? But then how does he garner in all the universes? Well, he can still... He can always travel to different dimensions. And if one of those dimensions is the quantum realm, he can time travel, same as all the Avengers did. But he can't control that. And the quantum realm will also come into this because uh, there's a certain character in episode 6 of Loki who yeah. is in um, Ant-Man 3, is it? Yeah, Ant-Man 3. Yeah, no, it's the same actor. Possibly a different character. It'll definitely come up in the Loki thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jonathan Majors shows up. Jonathan Majors is appearing in both of them. Um, he plays a certain character in Loki. He will play a version of that character in the quantum realm. And that character, canonically, has versions uh, or variants, so, you might say. You could say that. So, I think Loki. It could be an idea that Loki could be an Ant Man as well. Like, Loki gets dragged along as part of the crew to be like, I want to put this right because I caused this mess. Could be. It like, very well could be. But that, like, ah. Oh, I'm really excited to see where they go with all this because it's. Sometimes you can feel like a movie or a studio is playing it safe. And, like, you know exactly how they're going to solve problems. I have no fucking clue where any of this is going. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's because it's such a big thing to do with a series. Like, um, I'm sure we'll probably discuss this again. But the idea that it's not just a leap. Or, like, some series will, like, do, like, a big twist. But in reality, it's not that big. It's like, or else it'll be a bit of an empty Tig is like, oh my god, our lead character was shot. Oh no, he's fine. He had a bulletproof vest. It's okay. Dream. That was just for the ad break of the last season. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh man. But then, um, what this did was like at the end of the series, just took 
it took um, the MCU and just kicked it off a cliff. It's like, there's no going back. This is after happening. Yeah, you <laughs> can't just it. solve this. You can't, like, it's... it. And look, it's, that's not to say cliffhangers are the only way to make people watch the next movie. But, like, that ending of Loki was one of the most effective cliffhangers I've seen. But But it was effective because it has a knockout effect. Because it's going to be solved. Like, yeah. it's a cliffhanger for him and Loki, but we know that this is going to have repercussions for everything else. Yes, yeah. Like, down the line. Years down the line, maybe. Um, for the whole next phase. Yeah, I would love this to get as batshit insane as, like, regular comic books are. I would love if it became just nonsense. And Loki is just like, he's there and he's like trying to explain everything. And Doctor Strange is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, this has never come up before. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like we broke, like, imagine the conversation. We broke the timeline. We broke time. (laughs) We broke time. I know that you, you're pretty big at the time, Doc, but we broke time. Oh, we got to go back to the future. Oh, we fucked it up. <laughs> and then Rody comes up and he's like, I heard back to the future. <laughs> um, so, Sean, that is it for this week's Movie Mondays. Um, that's pretty big. Like, Loki appearing in other movies is like, I that gets my, um, my nerd senses tingling because I'm just like, oh, man, that is, that's pure comic book. If he starts yeah. appearing just in other people's stories. And they've been doing it non-stop ever since. But when something this big happens, like like Infinite and Crisis, or Crisis and Infinite Earths, I should say, God. Um, like if something that big happens, normally what happens in DC is everyone piles in together. And so yeah. everybody's in everybody's story because the whole universe is collapsing. <laughs> so everybody's involved. And so that's what I want to see with this. Yeah, and it could be really good. Like, this is a tangent. I want to explain it at some point. Um, there's a thing called Secret Wars in Marvel Comics. And basically, all of the universes basically crash together. Uh, or some force just pulls a bunch of heroes onto a world and it's makes how, them all fight. Um, it's how Miles Morales comes to Earth. Exactly. Exactly mm. the same way. So, mm. like, that would be a cool thing to do. It's like, hey, here's all these alternate characters from alternate universes now they're all in the main timeline oh boy um look we will leave it there for this week i'm yes. sure this will definitely come up at some stage it'll also be in our loki review we will delve into this so much more and um, we'll be doing that over on our patreon this week and uh, that will be discussing episode five and six of loki so if you want to listen to that head on over to our patreon the link is down below sean but would you like to take us out Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. Um, everyone who supports us over there, $5 a month, you get movie reviews, you get the Loki review that Connor mentioned. That will be coming out soon as well. Um, we do it in two week kind of batches, so we have more to talk about. And a big shout out has to go to Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, Chris Nolan, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hiddleston, Don Cheadle, Anthony Mackie. Uh, God, lads, thanks for signing up. Really appreciate it. (laughs) That's Um, actually really nice. You didn't have to do that. Look, if you have any scoops, send them our way. Mm. Would really appreciate that. Uh, Thank you also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball. Joe, Heroes for Hire is brought to you by the Nightwing movie, Little Dickie's Big Adventure, coming to a post-virtual cloudaplex. Roisin Trodoshin Halley, Ryan Wright-Time Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That Jameson, uh, Dominic, Josiah Florida Galgreen, Anna, Maureen has the fry on Hjelmroos, Little Dickie, what was a movie that scarred you as a kid, McGrew? Uh, <laughs> mine, for a while, was Small Soldiers, but now I really like Small Soldiers. Oh, um, I don't have a movie. Um, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel oh. when I was like five. And I Too was fu- fully convinced that like vampires were going to eat me when I was asleep for like a good year afterwards. <laughs> right. Okay. That's, that's actual <laughs> scarring. <laughs> like, for like a good year, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm gonna die because <laughs> they kept killing people in those movies, in those series. Well, this is it. <laughs> this is every night. I was going to like play school the next day. Like, well, 
I might not be back, guys. <laughs> I gotta you, go home. <laughs> between the ages of five and six, you lived every day as if it was your last. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you also goes to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, and somehow Luke returned. Ooh. Yes, yes. It's mad how that can be a line in a script just and it makes sense. Somehow. Somehow. You don't need to know, lads. It's like in He's The Hero just- Zeros, where it's just like, this has never been explained as to why it was important. Yeah. Like in comic books, like, he somehow, miraculously, strangely survived he- the explosion. <laughs> Yeah, or the best one is when a sentence ends with, he was seemingly killed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But thank you to everyone who supports us over there. If you want to join those fine people, head on over to the Patreon link in the description. Also, there's a merch store and all of our social media links. But the best way you can ever help to support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mayer. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.